0: is Making Your Home Great, where we gather experts together and help out. Uh, If you're going to hire somebody, this is a good show because you get to meet people uh, who you might hire for a home improvement project, or you can go ahead to uh, the other extreme and get some advice on your own show. This episode of Making Your Home Great is a pre-recorded, that is a best of, that is a Listen, we don't want to work on the 4th of July. Raise your hand if you want to work on the 4th of July. Yeah, no, no. so we're recording a week early. In studio with me, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hey, Brock. Hey, Dave. Eddie Casanave, the kitchen Casanova from Distinctive Remodeling. How are you, Dave? Hey, I'm good. And Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. Uh, Brian, talk to me about what you, were, you, you, what you were just discussing
1: off air. Sure, Dave. Um... Well, with the COVID-19 upon us, um, we'd like to possibly discuss today some of the safety precautions that we can take um, to hopefully um, take a little anxiety out of the situation yeah. um, for the interior portions of, uh, of the job. Um, and with that, um, we do have things as um, carbon filtration systems that we can put on dollies that we use on the commercial side of things. Um, we usually use those in pharmaceutical plants. But... Um, when we can come down to the residential side of things um, the can 100 is something that we can put in a house and it can literally clean 3000 square feet of home per hour so that What means, does it
0: clean out of the home? Sure, so more than just dust I So assume. basically
1: it just cleans a lot of VOCs so um kind of off-gassing once we put the apply the uh, the coatings on um some coatings can have a little bit more off-gassing than others just depending on what kind of product you wanna go with. And so um, that can sometimes become a little bit more of a problem than you think. And especially in this day and age, um, there's a lot of folks out there that kind of are um, obviously have some kind of um, health ailments or some kind of breathing um, difficulties. And so this actually will mitigate those problems and hopefully um, within an hour and a half, Uh, Get that problem uh, taken care of.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I am
1: getting sensitive, and I'm not
0: a sensitive guy, honestly, but I'm getting sensitive to the smell of bleach. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's weird you say that. I'm, I actually smell it all the time, and I actually kind of enjoy the smell of bleach. Really? I think, I think that's just kind of my um, the weird weird part about painting is we smell a lot of caustic chemicals quite a bit. And yeah. Bleach is one of them that I actually got used to so much that I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. The, 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 and But I can imagine you know some people who say they are chemically sensitive. Sure
1: they think of Brian Finch, Finch quality padding, that's fine, but I'm going to have to live in a hotel for a week. Correct, Dave. And so that, that the CAN 100 is something that we can just pull in and pull out very easily and leave it overnight. Um, it's just a great tool. Yeah. Um, we've got three or four of them that we work with, um, and they're just tremendous. We've got one that's a CAN 50 that's a little smaller, and the CAN 100 goes about six foot tall. Yeah. It's a cylinder. Um, basically what it does is it takes the influx of... The exterior air from the tube uh, brings it through a triple carbon filtration system and then throws it out the top. Um, Engineers from Porsche uh, in Germany in the 70s actually developed this to uh, mitigate the health risk for their painting of their vehicles.
2: It sounds similar to the air scrubbers.
3: I, w- I was just thinking like a HIPAA air scrubber. Yeah. It, it sounds like a much fancier version of the, the now, HIPAA air scrubber, honestly. Wait a,
0: the air scrubber. Can I get this for my house?
3: Uh, if, if, yes. I mean, if you'd like to spend the money on it, we, we use HIPAA air scrubbers. I mean, Eddie and I both use, use one in in our field. I use it during mold remediation. So if we're doing heavy mold remediation under the house, we'll hook up a HIPAA air scrubber to filter that air as it's being pulled out of the crawl space. So there's a lot of different types of air scrubbers, depending on what you're, you're, (laughs) you're trying to do.
0: As you know, I have a punch list. I have a list of things my wife has determined. Eddie, my wife is determined these must be taken care of. And as soon as that list is down to zero, I can spend any money I want on myself.
2: It will never get to zero.
0: (laughs) I'm optimistic. I don't know why you're so pessimistic about this. Eddie, let's talk kitchens. We'll just start in the kitchen. One of our projects is to put in a countertop yes okay talk to me about countertops and what's hot now because you know heaven forbid we buy something that's not a big deal in five years
2: well five ten years ago granite was the hot thing for countertops but, yeah and it's already moved to where quartz is the standard now but now you have products like Dekton. Uh, which is a centered stone you have quartzite that is very popular right now which is a natural stone right has the the look of a marble but the toughness and characteristics of a granite Um, so there's you know those are the higher end products that are getting more and more popular yeah Um, centered stone there's neolith there's decton there's uh, so there's a handful of those um, very dense materials They're impervious to heat And you know, can't hardly scratch them. Very, very dense products, but tell me a story about it. Make for a good uh, countertop. Tell me a
0: story about a recent kitchen you've done.
2: Well, we were actually in the planning of my personal kitchen, really, yes. So we are. Oh, I own. want your kitchen. We're tell remodeling. me. The, the remodeler is remodeling his own home. <laughs> oh boy! So lucky me. <laughs> well, all right. What do you? All right. Come on. Tell I me get, what you're putting so, in. So uh, I'm every, making a list every so. Uh, I'd say every five to ten years we've been remodeling, and I get to experience what my customers experience, and uh, so it keeps me in reality. It's tech.
0: awkward, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. You're you're thinking. You know something. You give an example. You're going to put this in, but while we're at it, they might have to do this. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing. Oh, if you're taking off the
2: backsplash, well, when you I might say have remodel, to do the we're we're actually building a new house on an old foundation. Oh, so wow, it's a little different. This time. Yeah. big remodel, big wow.
3: remodel. Wow.
2: So we how's it the, going? Well. We had to dig in the ground this past week, and we found bad soil, so we had to dig all the way through that. So we have footings that are nine feet deep in the ground. Wow. So, and at 30 yards of concrete later, mm-hmm. we have footings for most of the addition. I still wow. have some inside wow. the basement. This
0: is unusual. I'm, uh, you're all looking yes. at him like, really? <laughs> the, nine The frost feet? line's
2: at 12 inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all you have to go down is below 12 inches. So footings, is that nine foot all concrete? No. Okay. We yeah. poured concrete down at the bottom of it, and then we have to bring block and brick up right. from that footing. That I was like, Oh. That's a that would be would that be cost prohibitive? Pouring concrete down yes. nine feet times oh, the number yes. of how many footings? How many? Uh, there's like 200 feet of them, 200 linear feet of footings. So it's an
3: exterior perimeter wall essentially. Yeah.
2: Wow. so so we went from kitchen to digging in the dirt (laughs) (laughs) well that's
0: that's fine but uh, my wife has picked out some um, some faucets that look industrial are people buying industrial things to put in their house
2: oh yeah we just did a uh, well i say just did we've we've been working for the last couple of years on this one and a half million dollar project it's oh my exposed steel beams. that's somebody else's we're not talking about his house now <laughs> although i'm not
0: going to ask you about the house the cost but so in a home you've got faucets and other things that are what they look like from a kitchen well
2: a lot of times they look like commercial you know kitchen faucets or industrial faucets that's a you know it's one segment of the design themes out there
3: a lot of it also has to do and, and you know eddie eddie can back this up when you're you're renovating or remodeling a lot of people have specific taste yeah for example i've i've renovated and and sold a few homes mm-hmm. over the years and you you typically when doing that use generic Colors, generic type, uh, countertops, if you use something that might uh, that really might stand out to you and you love, right. doesn't necessarily mean the next person is going to enjoy it. Yeah. So if you know you're going to be in the house forever, you can put any kind of finish you want in, any kind of countertops, because yeah. that's, that's you. Uh, if you're planning on selling the house, uh, going with a very elaborate granite might look really special to you, but might not fit what the buyers are looking for. And I have watched buyers walk away from properties because they didn't like the finish out in the kitchen. Yeah.
1: Eddie, do you guys do any concrete countertops? I've seen some of those come around um, just recently. Um, and we do a little bit of concrete finish work. And I've just um, I've noticed that
2: recently kind of in
1: some houses.
2: We've done some concrete countertops. But to tell you the truth, I really don't like them. Yeah. They're I was ex- curious. They're expensive. They're porous. They're uh-huh. not very durable. Right. I mean, yes, they can be durable if they're done exactly right, but there's so many quartz materials that look like concrete Mm -hmm. that take away a lot of the detraction of making the concrete because you have to pour a concrete countertop i can't
0: imagine doing that and having it not look like concrete
2: yeah it looks like it's probably high maintenance as well it is you have to seal them quite well and and you know it's a no-brainer to me to get a quartz that looks exactly like concrete and not do concrete Mm yeah i mean do, do they don't they look gray well, they can have colored concrete. So yeah. you can have them just about any color you like. Really?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm scratching off the list because you guys say no. <laughs> well, that's good. One decision made. Yeah. I appreciate it. This is making your home great. Dave Alexander behind the uh, big microphone. Everybody else has got, you know, appropriately sized microphones. Uh, Eddie Casanave, <laughs> the kitchen Casanova from Distinctive Remodeling, Brian Finch from Finch Quality Painting and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680 WPTF. Uh, Dave Alexander along with Eddie Casanave, The Kitchen Casanova from Distinctive Remodeling, Brian Finch from uh, from Finch Quality Painting, and of course Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier. If I accidentally mention a telephone number, do not call. It is the 4th of July, and therefore, we are all in the backyard. We're not here. I mean, we're here now, but we won't be when you hear this on the 4th of July. Uh, Brian, what are you
1: working on? So, Dave, um, we've got a few projects going on right now. Um, we've got this huge window project that we're doing for um, a couple out in North Raleigh. Um, they ordered a bunch of windows a long time ago. Um kind of staining these windows once they've got in. But I wanted to talk about my own house for a second just because Yeah. I found that, you know, everyone being at home for so long, um I started looking at my own walls and uh, <laughs> No we, way. We haven't had our house painted in about fifteen years. You know, so. it's
0: funny because we always talk about the cabinet maker or the furniture maker who's got nothing special in his house mm-hmm. he never got around to doing his own stuff
1: that's mm-hmm. right that's right so so what are you doing in your house so i've taken a look around and i think we're going to paint the kitchen the bathrooms um actually the cabinets um i think they're going to get a facelift yeah um, we're excited about that because um we've broken a few of them so we're going to replace some of the doors yeah um, getting some of the pools changed out um, we just, like you said, Dave, you get kind of busy in your own kind of world and you don't give yourself or your house enough attention.
0: I've got radio work at my house that I really,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been
0: neglecting it. I really have. So so what is it, the, the cabinets I'm interested in because sure. we're planning that also.
1: Are they painted now? The cabinets, you know, that's a good question. Um, it looks like there's a factory finish um, on one set of cabinets that we have upstairs in our master. And then on the downstairs kitchen, we actually did custom do those um, a while back. And we kind of have a – they're a little distressed black is what it, what it is on our yeah. current cabinetry. And I think I want to kind of go back with more of a solid color. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to get a color scheme going in my head right now, which I think is the toughest thing, like Eddie said, uh, with the customer's um, – that we do um come across every day that i think the toughest choice is color selection so i think that's where we're at
0: and eddie's gotta we we gotta have you chime in what questions would you ask or what things would you bring up to brian finch to guide him toward a color scheme
2: well, I have a whole design team to back me up on that. You but. do. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: almost need that these days because it's really difficult to uh, to take that time and to have that time because it does take um, multiple swatches, multiple colors. Uh,
2: well, and one testing. one trick that that Williams does for design teams is they will mail you an eight and a half by eleven sheet of whatever colors you want to put up on the wall instead of having to buy the quart cans and test everything wow, out. Wow,
1: <laughs> that is something new. I didn't know that. Um, we usually just go ahead and we haven't. My uh, my Sherman Williams rep, I'll have to get on them because we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially
2: with the COVID thing, they're sending them all out to design teams for free. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, so you don't have
0: to buy a, a little clip. tiny yeah. container. My kids have got this going mm-hmm. where for a uh, sunroom, Unfortunately, of course, other things have in intruded on their lives. And I think a lot of people have this three different colors. That's right. Yeah. Right next to each other on the bare wall mm-hmm. because we can't get
1: around to painting it or even picking. <laughs> We've actually got the same thing in my kitchen, Dave, actually. <laughs> so, you got the three stripes. Well, yep, I did it about yep. three months ago and I've uh, been looking at it ever since. Well, I do, I do have a
2: trick on that, though. Wait, please tell me the trick. The human mind can make binary decisions fairly yes. easily. Yes. One or two. When you put too many swatches up, it confuses most people. It's better to – if you have multiple swatches, you put two up, pick Mm -hmm. the one you like, then put another one up, pick the best one of those two, put another one up, pick the best of those two. That's a great idea. Always make it a binary decision. Yeah,
1: that is a good idea. And you
2: can go through and narrow down to the final two a lot quicker than if you had all eight samples up on the wall
1: yeah we typically keep it to about three no more than three you
0: don't confuse the customer
1: no we're, yeah. we're all about simplicity too we're, we, we feel like that's the best practice
0: it's funny because my house is now repainted before i met brian repainted in this color and all i had to do is describe it and you guessed it right away it had some friendly name to it and it was tan but it was very light tan.
1: Agreeable gray.
0: Agreeable gray, yes. <laughs> I, I had to go
1: dig deep, Dave. Oh, no. This was... <laughs> My memory's not as good as it used no, to
0: be. No, but but it's like, aren't there like a million homes now in agreeable gray?
1: There actually was a big run on agreeable gray for, I think, all of last year and into some of this, spilled over into this year a little bit. I wonder
2: if the people that name that get a bonus if they have a popular name. Uh, you would hope
0: so. <laughs> it's, it's like, Brock, it's like a... Um, It's sort of a um, a lifetime movie title, right? (laughs) Love in Connecticut. Right. Love in the (laughs) Mountains, right? Agreeable Gray. Right. This was not named named for fellas to pick out.
3: Most colors are not, I mean, Mother of Pearl always even throws me, when you look at the list of all the different colors, no, no. most men are unaware those colors exist.
0: It, not, it's funny because Eddie does, and Eddie will, Eddie, will you back me up that people say that this is a warm color? This right here is a warm color. What's a warm color, Eddie? <laughs>
2: It's a feeling. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's an appearance, yeah. It's a feeling? Because it's, it, it all has to do with the lighting of the room. If you have a, you know, because you can have cool lighting, you can have yeah. warm lighting. I can? Yes, you can. Especially with LEDs these days. Mm-hmm. You, the you, recessed lighting. Yeah. Define this for me. What's a cool, well, What's cool lighting? Cool lighting is anything above 3,500 Kelvin in color temperature okay so the the higher the number the cooler the the lighting yes also a more blue so let's see you see a led light that looks blue yes that's a cool color that's a high on the kelvin scale as long as
0: you can measure it i'm good with that okay because my wife is like well this is
2: a very inviting color I don't know what that means. (laughs) Well, and a warmer color tends to have more yellows in it. So a 2700 Kelvin is a normal incandescent light bulb. Yes. It has a little more yellow to it, which gives it that quote unquote warmer look.
0: And I can measure it. Yes. I can look at a box. Yeah. And it says the number of Kelvins. Well, it's now instantly a guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not an emotional connection. Exactly. It's something I can measure. Very good. We're going to continue with Brian Finch and Eddie Casanova. Eddie is the uh, from Distinctive Remodeling. He's the kitchen Casanova. But he'll work all, all sorts of places in your house. Also, Brian Finch from Finch Quality Painting. And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. We talked to Brock about under the house and mold and all these other things that he's dealing with uh, in just a moment. This is Making Your Home Great on 98.5 and AM680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great on FM98.5, AM680 WPTF. Dave Alexander here along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Eddie Casanave, the Kitchen Casanova from Distinctive Remodeling and Brian Finch from Finch Quality Painting and we are talking right now about mold. I want to talk to, to Brock about mold. I know a spot in a fella's home where it's you know, they've got moisture mm-hmm. and it's growing black mold. Mm-hmm.
3: Now, what we, spot is this? This
0: is underneath the sink Okay, and this is because of water that went from the backsplash mm-hmm. all the way into the framing of the house
3: most of the time that's that's going to be the root cause of black mold Um, black mold is is typically prevalent in areas that have seen major water damage Mm -hmm. Um, underneath sinks underneath toilets underneath bathtubs uh, that can actually rot out the subfloor due to that type of of damage yeah there's different ways to remediate different types of mold Um, the first thing i like to try to figure out is what's the cause you got to fix the cause before you focus on the remediation. So if there's an active water leak, obviously we want to get that rectified before doing the remediation. Right. Um, But after the cause has been uh, fixed, then the remediation, depending on the type of mold, uh, there are certain chemical blends that we use to remove white mold and brown fungal growth that are not very effective on black mold. Um, So depending on the severity of the mold will also kind of guide us in which direction we should take to to get that fixed.
0: There's also, you know, we talked about this. There's a, when you say mold, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when somebody said, yeah, I got a mold underneath my house. Mm -hmm. They almost thought, well, this is it. Insure it and burn it. Or, you know, we're going to spend $100,000 to get rid of this. Right. It's not the end of your structure.
3: Not necessarily. Uh, the majority of the homeowners that, that reach out to us because they have mold issues, it's it's typically in the crawl space. Uh, right. You don't normally run into mold in an attic. It's too hot. Uh, the hotter the temperature, the lower the humidity. That's right. just standard physics. So you normally don't run into to mold growing in an attic unless there's been some sort of roof leak. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as that's not the case, you, you typically run into mold on the inside of your house and underneath the house. Yeah. Now, the majority of the homeowners that call us out, I run into white mold. That's the most common. Um, white mold is, is more conducive to like a bathroom mold. Mm-hmm. So it kind of messes with your allergies, gives you sneezing fits, watery eyes, stuff like that, sinus headaches. Yeah. If you're asthmatic, it can cause asthmatic issues. Right. Um, black mold is, is obviously cancerous. If you release the spores, that, that's the stuff that can be real dangerous. Um, if, if it's light white mold, um, no, it's, it's probably not chewed up any of the wood under your house. And as long as it's remediated and, and prevented from coming back, you should be okay. Uh, the black mold and the brown fungal growth are normally the ones that can rot out the wood.
0: Does it grow from one color to another?
3: Uh, no, doesn't really grow from one to another. You can find sections down there uh, where you have both white mold and black mold growing in the same place. Yeah. Uh, but the, the molds pretty much stay the same color. When white mold gets really bad, it starts to cauliflower. So instead of it being kind of a light white mold on the wood, it actually starts building off of itself and can be hanging down up no. to a full end. Oh, yeah. Uh, and when it gets that bad and it reaches your subfloor, that's when you're doing heavy remediation to, to save the wood, the lumber, uh, which we do. You know, that's dry ice remediation. So that, that'll kill everything down
0: there. You're spraying dry ice like particles of ice?
3: Yeah, so uh, we're one of the only uh, companies in the state that do residential dry ice. Um, it's essentially like a pressure washer. But instead of water coming out, it's actually dry ice chips. Mm -hmm. So it not only freezes and kills the mold on contact, but then removes the mold from the wood like a pressure washer would remove dirt from your driveway. Right. So it cleans it up, uh, and and hopefully if we take steps to prevent it from coming back.
0: All right. In studio also is Brian Finch from Finch Quality Painting. Painting. Sorry, Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. And Eddie Casanave, Distinctive Remodeling. This radio show is a recorded version because nobody wanted to work the 4th of July, including me. So no point in calling, I guess. Is But I have plenty of questions. Brian, is there, are there paints that prevent mold or can remediate?
1: That's a good question, Dave. Um, there are moldicides in paints these days so the chemistry of um the manufacturing process that uh williams or the ben moores or the um, the bigger box stores have yeah um there are some of the lower end paints i wouldn't say have would have the moldicide but mm-hmm. some of your higher end higher grade paints would have those in and the exterior paints um do have those these days and they work fantastic
0: for the do it yourself or talk me into the more expensive paint if you think that's worth it.
1: Sure, sure. So we kind of give people a little bit of a variety. Um, we kind of start in the we'd like to start where the middle of the pack is with a solid uh, starter paint that's not yeah. a commercial grade, but it's a it maybe has a primer in it. Mhm. Um, and then we kind of go up the scale and that's where you kind of get the you know the I guess the top tier paint. So resilience, let's say, for example, by Sherwin Williams is something that we really like to use because um, that paint also has another chemical agent in it that actually makes it dry faster. So if you have a pop up shower or if you have a heady dew right. one evening, um, it just really uh, performs well on the exterior and it dries quicker it has the moldicides that you need right um and it, it just really does a great job and so that's kind of one paint that we really like but you can go a step further and go to the duration line which is a fantastic line of paint and that's another paint that we use quite a bit and this that's is exterior an, an exterior and actually it's in an interior line as well but the resilience is strictly exterior um and those are the sherman williams paints that we typically used on the exterior of houses
0: and on interior paint i've been comparing things like they call it one coat or two coat right what's a better choice for a typical interior
1: installation we really like the duration home um we found that that is just fantastic Um, Mm -hmm. the matte version which um just came out i believe last year is just something else. We have not found a, a better wall paint to um, go against that one, except you know some of the Ben Moore paints. I would say um, can kind of rival it, but just with the matte finish, um, it's got cleanability and durability, um, and it also doesn't have that real shiny kind of. Uh, if you have a lot of windows, say in your house, and yeah. you kind of don't need the light um that's where we like to go with the matte finish and then sometimes we'll even spark it up with uh either be it a semi-gloss or a high gloss with the trim can i get away with one coat that's a good question dave um on duration you know you may have a little flashing um which just means that there's spots that weren't hit the full um coating of the first coat and so that's why the second coat's kind of uh uh manufacturally recommended um but some instances if you're going back with the same color um and you're just going to change um uh, just a new finish or new look on it Mm -hmm. i would say a one coat would be sufficient um like if you were going to maybe turn over and um try to sell your house yeah and you just wanted to kind of give it a fresh look um update the paint but keep the same color i think the one coat would be fine
3: so it's based on your skill is is what he's saying. If you're a skilled oh. painter, you can do it in one coat. Wow! Uh, now, if yep. you don't have any talent, it might take you two or three.
0: People can't tell, but in the studio, Brock is looking at me and not looking at anybody else. Dave,
2: it goes with your skill. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, like, I'm good. It's really like any other question that you get in remodeling. The answer yeah. is it depends. It yeah. Depends? <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to talk to uh, Eddie about bathrooms.
0: What's the newest thing? I see vanities that are standalone, which is kind of funny. It looks like a piece of furniture yeah. that you could move, but you can't move it because it's hooked to the plumbing.
2: We actually did a really neat one not too long ago. We yeah. had a customer that had one of the old Singer uh with the rocker, the sewing, machine. rocker sewing machine, sewing oh, wow. machine, yeah, and we made cool. into a vanity and put a vessel bowl on top of it. Fantastic! So, so
3: now, did you fab that in house? We did. Really?
2: Yeah, we've got a cabinet shop, so we made made a backsplash for it, and we cut the hole for the for the uh, vessel sink. We refinished the top, and uh, and it, it's a really cool piece. That it is a
3: very custom piece. That is nice. You you like this,
2: huh? You like doing things like this? those are fun projects Uh you get to do something different yeah and uh that's the neat part about remodeling is when people build new they have to spread all that money out over the whole house (laughs) yes they do (laughs) when they remodel sometimes it's just on that one room they can get nicer products or you know higher end products for that room just to make it like they want so sometimes we get to do some really fun stuff with with uh, specialty pieces like that
3: See that's really neat. I didn't. Uh, I never thought about that type of stuff. But I don't. I don't think that way. Like I don't have that innovative. Uh, I, it's what's broke. Let me fix it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, to to have a staff of people behind you that that uh, that have that innovative thinking, I would never have looked at that thing and thought, let's put a sink in that.
0: Yeah, because it it's it, you remove the electronics, and you're left with a fairly decent sized cabinet.
2: Well, the the singers didn't have electronics. Oh, they had, that's right. They had to pedal. You had to pedal to make the needle go up and down, so... It, was, it had all the, the steel fretwork on the sides and, and things like that. So. But now
3: I would love to see it. I never would have thought of that, which is why it's so intriguing to me, but I bet you it came out great.
2: Yeah, and they're usually too low for a vanity. So, you, But once you put a vessel sink on top right. of it, you can put a taller sink. And a What's taller a vessel sink? sink? A vessel sink is one that sits completely on top of a, a surface, a countertop. Yeah. So it raises the height of the bowl up above it's not an undermount, which right. is what most people have these It days. looks
3: like a bowl yeah. set it, on something. It's exactly. become pretty popular, actually, in the last decade or yeah. so. Mostly
2: for powder rooms. That's or, right. You know, they're not as practical for a master that gets used every day because they're not right. easy to clean around. But sure. for, for powder rooms or rooms that are not used that often, it, you've got a lot of opportunity to use something
0: cool. He is Eddie Casanave, the kitchen casanova. We'll explain why he's the kitchen casanova in the next segment also brian finch from finch quality painting brock emmons from from triangle radiant barrier i pause for a moment because i don't have the words in front of me triangle radiant barrier you're doing radiant barriers which is an attic installation for heat and insulation yes sir right and under the house issues with mold
3: remediation Oh, yeah. We're, we're a one-stop shop when it comes to insulation, from foam to spray to, to blown-in to radiant barriers. Very good.
0: On Making Your Home Great, 98.5 and AM 680, WPTF. making your home great, 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander. Joined in studio by Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting and Eddie Casanave, the Kitchen Casanova of Distinctive Remodeling. Why Kitchen Casanova?
2: That's a service that we offer customers that we remodel their kitchen. And then you play Roomba music no. and you <laughs> dance. Uh. No. What, what is it? No, we do let them pick the music, but I bring the food, and my wife and I go and cook them a gourmet meal for them and 10 of their friends wow. to
3: get to show off their kitchen. That is awesome. Now, do I have to have 10 friends? No, you don't. Yeah. Okay. i got like up to 10 friends. Like four or five, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've done that on the grill, too. I, see, I do I outdoor
2: kitchens as well, but the, wow. the bar has to be a little bit higher for outdoor kitchens. Well, talk to, to me that. about an outdoor kitchen, then well we do some of the nicer outdoor kitchens out there we use all stainless steel cabinetry we use deckton countertops most often um some of the high-end appliances your your evos your pizza ovens your yeah uh, you know heston or decor grills um I'm you know kamado hungry. joe <laughs>
0: any sort of refrigerator can i have it out there uh, or a,
2: most definitely refrigerator we can put a dishwasher we can put a wine cooler out there can you put a kegerator out there we've done that too oh yes so, anything you can have in your indoor kitchen we can make it for your outdoor is it the same kind of refrigerator i mean no, you, this is it's a higher end it's more durable cuz you know the 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 lesser expensive products are not rated for outdoors sure they have to do better you know weatherproofing for them to go outside wow which makes them more expensive usually
0: i would imagine so excellent brian finch talk to me about painting um talk to me about interior painting and finish quality
1: sure sure dave so um a lot of it goes back to also your nap system so you want to have a nap that actually matches the use of um say the wall or the surface that you're they're they're applying the coatings to so um say you have maybe an interior brick area yeah you kind of want a thicker nap so I don't um, know what a nap is. I so mean, in, I know what a nap is, but
0: I, <laughs> when in painting terms.
1: <laughs> so in a painting term, a nap would be um, a roller cover. Um, so basically, yeah. if you can kind of imagine applicating paint from a roller dish with a, a roller, the nap is the portion that goes onto the roller to actually have the paint put on the wall. Okay,
0: now I understand. And And my guy who painted recently... Used something that almost looked like silk it was a foam product sure and it was very tight
1: yeah and that's a good application so what we try to do and we try to practice this um, every time we do a job is um, cutting in is something that um, you know you have to do in every painting job but the foam roller is usually a good technique to roll out the cut in so yeah say you do a cut in with a brush you don't want those brush strokes to necessarily be there at the end of
2: the job right um, unlike this room where we can see where the did paint. we yeah you can oh, see
0: a little no. cut in there that's that's <laughs> Oh, that's right. the studio you know something hey, i went on, to babe. somebody's house <laughs> I, I went to somebody's house for a bible study over the course of a year and a half and he had cut in but not finished right okay and we're all like that it's you
1: know you, and you can kind of tell you know and i hate to say it but it just it's a little touches like that dave that yeah. really stand um apart the room and makes the room kind of pop and so around the doors especially i'll see yeah. a lot of uh, brush lines that kind of don't need to necessarily be there and that's where we kind of take a foam roller after we do the um, cutting in by the brush and we take that fem roller and just roll it out. So once the larger roller comes in for the wall, it can kind of overlap that cut in. Right. And then you don't see it as much and it kind of, you know, it's nice. It's a nice pop.
0: I look at some of the work that some people have done and the down at the bottom near the kickboard. Sure. It's not a straight line. It started out as a straight line, but it's not. Okay. And it's usually an amateur doing it, some fellow like me.
1: I mean, everybody definitely has painted before, I believe, you know, and everybody, I I definitely did a lot of it in my college days, too, uh, just kind of as I rented houses or or, um, moved around a little bit, I tried to get some discounted rent. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, paint, I'll paint for it. Yeah, so that's kind of how we, you know, I started doing it and, um, you know, just learning some of these little skills over the years um, and the foam roller Um, is even really good with the finish on if you want to diy your uh, vanity and that's another thing that kind of if you don't have the spray equipment or the powder coating equipment yes that can be another good um useful tool for your your wood or trim
0: eddie how did you get into remodeling and designing
2: well when i was in middle school what is the equivalent of well Middle school. Yeah, they don't have those now. <laughs> 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 well, you're junior, junior, junior high, high sure. I think junior, is high. The, yeah. junior high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you um, were in sixth June, or seventh grade. Sixth and seventh grade. I would move every summer to work for my brother-in-law in Newport News, Virginia, who uh, nice. had a company called Anchor Builders. So I started out carrying lumber. By my third summer, I was running a crew for him. Um, so I had, I was like 15, and I wow. had guys that were that I was telling what to do that were over 30. Um, wow. So I was running crews doing construction early on and gradually got into the design aspect of it.
0: Very cool. Gentlemen, thank you very much. You're welcome, thank Dave. You. Thanks, Eddie, Dave. Eddie, Eddie. Casanave is the uh, the um, Kitchen Casanova from Distinctive Remodeling. Eddie, how do we get in contact with you?
2: DistinctiveRemodeling.com.
0: Okay. DistinctiveRemodeling.com. Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting www.fencepainting.com And Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier
3: www.triangleradiantbarrier.com
0: How about that? Very good And you can listen to this radio show on the podcast What is the WPTF website? WPTF.com Top of the thing Click Podcasts Search for Making Your Home Great FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF